Michelle Schoenfeld, and you're listening to You Lost Me at Namaste, a podcast discussing all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world level. So I am thrilled today to bring back a really phenomenal astrologist who is going to share with us today some tips and tools and the relationship between actually astrology and relationships. So let me welcome Eleanor Kibrick to You Lost Me at Namaste. Welcome, Eleanor. Well, thank you. And I'm glad to be here. And um, I feel that what uh, I'll be sharing today is really, really helpful and important for improving and enhancing our relationships with our families, with our friends, uh, with ourselves. Um, And uh, good information to have access to. Wonderful. So for people who have not heard you on the show before, if you want to just very briefly let us know, you are an astrologer, you've worked all over the world, and kind of just your background, how many years you've been doing this, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I've been, I've been a professional astrologer for over 40 years. And at the same time, I'm also trained as a scientist. So I used to teach physiology and other health sciences to uh, health professionals and uh, also used to set up trainings um, in terms of consciousness, actually, and awareness of our thoughts and words and so on with uh, nurses and, and the general public. So I've had a broad experience of teaching, leading workshops, and finding that um, the deepest work I do is as an astrologer. Wonderful. So I came across your path because I have a couple friends in California and Washington, D.C. who have used you, uh, your readings that you've done for them very effectively and said, you must have this woman on your show. (laughs) I can say Jen for sure, because she would not mind. I'll leave the other ones anonymous. But So I thought, what a great topic that you suggested of astrology and relationships and how you can really kind of understand your partner or your children or siblings better by their chart. So would you explain that in a little more detail? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're each we're each born at um, and at birth time when we arrive, uh, we have what is called a natal chart, a birth chart showing where the planets were when we were born. As though if we're in the center of our uh, of our um, cosmos, so to speak, the planets were arranged in a certain uh, pattern around us, and each of us is unique. Each of us has a cosmic pattern and it never repeats itself. So um, it's uh, profound to realize that we each have uh, an individuality in terms of uh, our strengths, our weaknesses, our tendencies, what we're here to learn and so on. And um, and knowing ourselves in this way and understanding our children, our spouses and so on, Uh, really makes it much easier to get along and to communicate with one another. So that um, I can give you a tiny example uh, of many. I've done a lot of work with um, a lot of readings for uh, newborn babies, which is my favorite thing in the world to do. And so I get the birth dates and times and places of the parents, any siblings, and of course the newborn. And I introduce them to this new person who's joining the family 
who's unique, who who has their own cosmic footprint. And they're not like their mother or father or sister. They might have things in common. They might have things that are very, very different. And so understanding this new being as a separate individual with their own, you know, uh, uh, tendencies and and um, their own patterns and so on helps raise the children because we understand them and we don't think they're just a little copy of ourselves. That's really that that can lead to frustration. And just a, a small um, example of this is a years ago I did a, a reading for. Uh, uh, this actually she had hired me to teach at this college and she wanted a reading for her three-year-old girl and so I did it for her and when I happened to say you know your girl isn't very athletic the mother she got really upset and I said well why are you upset well she's an athlete and she wants her little girl to be an athlete and so I said well have you taken her to toddler gymnastics and she said oh yes I said is she interested no well, of course not <laughs> this little girl is an artist and I said does she paint or like color she says all the time so just giving her mother that much information takes the pressure off needing her daughter to be like her her daughter isn't her her daughter's another person and so it it uh, really helped her and also uh she happened to be a very quick dynamic uh aries and her daughter was a taurus who's slow and deliberate uh, slow is okay and deliberate is okay it's just she's not her mother and her mother isn't her so her mother also uh, understood after we spoke about her daughter that she needs to have more patience with her daughter her daughter isn't someone who can just jump up and run out the door it just isn't in her nature and once she understood that she could relate to her daughter in a more realistic way and uh, get along really well without that kind of frustration i love that i Honestly, I wish I would have known about that when my children were little because I think it would have definitely helped me parent. And for anybody out there listening, like what a great gift either to give yourself and your own family or to give to somebody else who's having a baby or already has children. I really think this could be a great tool for anybody who does want to contact Eleanor to do this type of reading. Um, there will be a link in the show notes on how to contact Eleanor. But I really think that you know, and for anybody who doesn't have kids, if you think about, you know, if you have siblings or, you know, how different maybe you are than your brother or sister, or if you have children, how different your kids can be. Even twins, fraternal twins can be so different. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And talking about twins, um, I've done um, several pairs of twins over the years. And one, they were they were in their 30s and honestly they looked so identical it was kind of startling oh yeah i guess it doesn't matter fraternal because we're talking time not genes right yeah but these were these were identical twins and but they weren't identical people even though they had the same charts pretty much one was at a much higher level of maturity the other one was less so and so for instance they they both had a tendency to uh alcoholism and one really um, uh, drank and then stopped and one kept drinking. So it isn't fatalistic. You have choices in your life that you can make. You're not, um, you're not bound by your chart. You're, uh, you're educated by your chart. I love it. We still have free will. It just helps you as like a guide, like a guidebook. Absolutely. You, you did my chart um, 
a couple months ago and I thought it was wonderful because it was like a guidebook for myself. I almost feel like if I were to get into a serious relationship, I should give them this guidebook of what makes me tick, right? <laughs> um, well, honestly, it really helps a lot in partnerships to understand the partner. And um, I've done a lot of partners and people say, are we compatible? And I don't talk about compatible because um, if you feel a strong connection with each other and you have a commitment to the relationship, then it'll work. You can, you know, it, 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 it isn't a formula. Oh, you're a Gemini and I'm an Aquarius. We must get along. Not, not at all. You have to look at the whole thing and look at, uh, what your intentions are in the relationship, and is it worth your energy to make the to make the relationship a priority? If it isn't, then it doesn't really matter where the planets are. <laughs> you so know? true. I look at astrology as another tool to put in your tool tool belt. You know, it's like the the very popular book that came out several years ago, the Five Languages of Love. I thought that was such a great tool. If somebody's love language is words of affirmation and you keep buying them gifts, that doesn't matter to them. They want the words or an act of service. And so I feel like it's kind of the same thing with astrology from what you're saying for relationships is that if you happen to be a very strong personality in a certain, like you said, Capricorn, and I'm dealing with a Leo and I'm treating them how I need to be treated, it's not gonna do any good because they're a Leo. I know it's making it very basic. It's not just that. There's so much yeah, more that goes into yeah. it. But just as an example, that it really is a nice guidebook to kind of help you navigate the relationships. So you offered to do something very brief as an example for each of my children. So I have a boy and a girl, and you said you kind of looked at their chart. Could you maybe give an example of maybe let's start with my son, maybe? Um, yeah. Just kind of give us an example. Yeah, well, I, I'm looking at Austin's chart. I, I printed out Austin's chart. And the first thing that, I, well, and he's Aquarius, he was born a day after my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when he was born, the moon was in Capricorn. And lots of times when the moon, when a person's moon is in Capricorn, it's hard to read them. It's hard to know what they're feeling because they keep a lot of things in and private. That's and so him. Yeah, yeah. So your daughter's different. Your daughter... Um, you know, she, her moon is in Sagittarius, so she's enthusiastic and, you know, fiery and, but Austin, uh, you know, I tell people who, uh, parents or children or whatever, who have a moon in Capricorn that you might be really delighted uh, about something, but people can't tell because you're kind of stoic. And so you need to use words just to say, you know, I am so thrilled at your report card or whatever is so that you let people know that you care and that uh, your feelings are positive or negative or whatever, but let people know. And it's hard when you have a moon in Capricorn because um, you tend to be guarded. Does that make that sense? Is very him. And it's interesting because I'm Capricorn. So when you said, oh, his moon's in Capricorn, I'm like, oh, great. I'll understand him perfectly. But that's not what that relates to. That's, right. that's why exactly. it's very deeper than just what you would think. Yeah. The moon yeah, is exactly. And, you know, being a Capricorn, he has a moon in Capricorn might be a very nice connection. Uh, the, the difficulty here or the challenge is you have your moon in Leo, you're expressive. And your daughter has her moon in Sag, she's expressive. And then you have Austin, who you can't read very well. 
But so the thing true. is, he feels a lot. There's a lot of feelings. It's just like you can't tell. He's such an empath, like such a big sweetheart empath. Give you the shirt off his back kind of guy. Well, he's actually very amazing. He's a very creative thinker. I mean, he has a um, combination of three planets that are very creative. And um, uh, he, he thinks out of the box. He's very, very um, futuristic, too. And um, creative is all, I'll say, for now. I mean, there's yeah. a lot. That's interesting because we were talking about, you know, he's in school and we're talking about the future. And to him, sitting behind a desk from nine to five sounds like a prison sentence. Like that's oh, the yeah. last thing no, no. that he would want to do. So I love that you just said that because you just nailed it. Um, and then how about Alexa? Alexa is different. <laughs> so she, she's <laughs> Gemini. She's Gemini. So she and her, she was born at full moon pretty much where her sun and her moon are opposite each other. And so uh, her son is in Gemini, her moon is in Sagittarius, full moon. I'm going to ask you to, pop, to stop for one second. Um, this is great. This is live. It's very funny because my daughter's name is A-L-E-X-A. -E my device just went off in my house. My Google device thought I was talking to it. I don't, not Google, but I don't want to say. And that's Alexa. <laughs> exactly. And so it thinks we were talking to it and it started giving me full moon information. So if you don't mind, just step back a little bit to what you were saying about my daughter. Yeah, um, uh, she um, was born just um, a little before full moon. And so her son in, in Gemini is opposite her moon in Sagittarius. So there's that tension between needing to have the big picture, but also needing to have all the details. So she'd be a very curious person, you know, curious about things, uh, convivial, easy to meet people. Um, you know, uh, and as I say, enthusiastic, bright, very right. bright. And when she was born, like Mercury was also in Gemini. She might also have strong, excuse me, strong opinions. Very strong opinions. Um, that she identifies with. And so yeah. sometimes it might be hard for her to understand other people's point. She's also like. Something's off. She always is interested in doing something and wants people to be involved and to join her. And are you having difficulty hearing me? Yeah, she's very enthusiastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And she's also an innovator. They both are in different ways. Um, I agree with all that. So you can see, like, for me, if I was coming to you as a client, as a parent, the parenting styles I would use for each of my children would be very different based on their charts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one, and when you understand that Austin, you know, keeps a lot inside, you can kind of gently encourage him to share with you uh, what's bothering him, if anything is, or what he's happy about or whatever, and that he's safe with you he's safe with you and you're and it's totally in confidence yep that is you nailed it and we have not even had a five minute discussion we haven't had a 30 second discussion about my children i just text you their birth dates so this is really remarkable you're so spot on and anything else with my daughter um how about her chart related to my chart like our relationship or our dynamics yeah 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 
Um, Obviously, mother-daughter always has dynamics in general. Yeah, but the dynamics between you, um, looking at your moon in Leo, which is uh, uh, really, um, you can be very close. Your moon and your moons are in harmony. And so, uh, and they're also in a sense dispassionate so that it might not be, you know, um, uh, a closeness, uh, a, a, an emotional closeness, although it certainly can be, but it's more, you really get on with each other, you understand each other, you can communicate with each other. And that's how you relate, you know, um, it, it, you're on, uh, you can be on the same page. That's beautiful to hear because we really have, our relationship has really grown and become stronger and stronger the older she gets. It's delightful. You know, when kids are yeah, little, it's a very different, you know, what you say goes, right, as a parent. <laughs> but then there's like- Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. as adults, it's been a really beautiful uh, relationship. I'm so delighted to have her as a daughter. She's really special. I joke, yeah. if we were the same age, I'd want to be friends, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still her mother, yeah, for sure. And at the same time, you might find you want to do some joint ventures together or joint adventures together. I love that. I look forward to Very that. Wow. Interesting. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you and Alexa take on something for mothers and, and daughters or, you know, like uh, something that comes up that the two of you create together uh, would be fantastic. I love, I'm going to propose that to her actually. <laughs> We've had ideas yeah. over the years. And so it's funny you say that we, we really have, I've, she's incredibly creative. Um, even though she has a, a job that is a little bit more, uh, tech related, finance related, that kind of thing. Um, she just graduated from college. Um, uh, but she has this really amazing creative side as well. So interesting. Well, I love that Eleanor. Thank you so much for giving, um, using my children as an example of how astrology can affect relationships and help you navigate them and really kind of cultivate maybe stronger relationships through uh, understanding, understanding what- Well, I, I wanna say one more thing about Alexa. When she was born, her moon was in Sagittarius and it was, uh, Pluto was close to her moon. So she feels things very deeply, very deeply. She takes in things very deeply. She does. Yeah, yeah. She really does. She's. Um, She's a sad, friend, but yeah, she has the sad moon and yeah, the sad moon and, you know, and she's out there and she's convivial. She takes things in very deeply to process. It's like her moon is in Scorpio in the sense of the gravitas, that serious inner energy that she has. And, uh, and it also, she's very intuitive, you know, she really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, so it would be on my toes, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she just, you know, graduated and she has a job and, you know, things will unfold and evolve. And I can just, I just have a, a vision of the two of you doing stuff together that's going to really help other people with their relationships. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm really excited now, something to look forward to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be very, very, um, you know, because this is the time in the prophecies of the Native American and other traditional people's prophecies where women, women need to step forward and take the lead and men need to be uh, in support of that. We're coming into that time in a huge historical cycle where women are stepping forward to take the lead. And so... Um, 
uh, that's why I think it's so important with the two of you to take the lead in, uh, you know, um, exploring uh, how exploring ways to stimulate women to step forward and and women and daughter teams. <laughs> You know what? I love that. That gives me another project to think about and to talk with her. I would love to do something impactful and creative with her. Um, I think that sounds wonderful. So I'm going to, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep everybody on the show posted, but definitely you, Eleanor, as well. And listening to you talk about that and, you know, we're coming up on Mother's Day. What a great gift to get, you know, for a mom or for a daughter or for a grandma or you. get a reading, like a mother-daughter reading or a father-son reading, or um, there's so many different relationships, not just new babies out there. So I really, oh, really yeah. yeah, anybody listening who's interested in this, um, you can maybe get a taste of what we did on the show today, how it could really help navigate your relationships. I really, like I said, oh, I absolutely. wish I would have done this 20 years ago. It would have saved me yeah. a lot of frustration. Well, it, it's so incredibly helpful, you know, the most I've ever done is five people in a family, which is a lot of work. <laughs> but um, it, there, and there were all adults. And it, I, so I showed each of the five, the five charts. And I did like individual readings and they each saw everyone's chart. And so it helped them in their dynamics so much to understand that the two daughters had very different relationships with their parents because the daughters were very different. Right. And so their relationships were different. They weren't better or worse. They were definitely different. And so it helped, especially one of the daughters, accept, um, uh, accept that her relationship, for instance, with her father was different from her sister's relationship with the father. And they were both valid and valuable and different. You know, I like where you go into the depth. You know, this is... Um you know, kind of a 101, like basic level podcast to kind of bring up topics to people that if it resonates, they can look deeper. You know, if they're interested in this, they can do research, they can contact you, they can have readings. But what I think is so important about it is that, you know, people are like, oh, I'm Capricorn. And they read in the daily horoscope that's written by some intern somewhere or picked off the internet. It's like, oh, okay, that's kind of me. And that's the end of it. Or, you know, you're at a restaurant and it has like the little blurb around the placemat in the old days or whatever. But there's so much more. It's not just your sun sign or your moon sign. It's so many other. And I didn't realize until I had my reading with you and you emailed me the chart ahead of time. So everything that you had drawn out by hand so I could print it and go over it with me while you're doing it. Your Eleanor is in Ottawa, Canada. And so I'm looking at what she's looking at as well in my own home. And to see the lines that go to, to inspiration, to love, to um, male, female energy, to just so many of the different things we talked about, it goes way beyond, oh, I'm a Sagittarius or I'm a Capricorn or, oh, okay, well, I'm Sagittarius with Aquarius moon. There's so much more to it that's really important. Like what you said with my son, I know he's Aquarius and I did actually know his moon was Capricorn, but I didn't necessarily know what that meant. And then you tied it to a few other things that I was like, wow, that is so him in a nutshell. He keeps his cards very close and I don't always know how he feels, but I know he's really sensitive and really full of love. And my daughter, 
right? I know that she has this like exterior exterior shell to the outside world. Like everything's great and she was in a sorority and she's an athlete and she's a great friend and she's all this stuff. But inside, she's also like really sensitive and really deeply feeling and incredibly creative. And um, so that wasn't just, oh, she's a Gemini, right? Like people, they look and they're like, oh, I just met somebody I'm dating and I look them up and they're, you know, cancer. Well, just because you see that doesn't mean you know anything about them. That's not even the tip of the iceberg. That's like one grain of sand at the beach. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And um, it's also the other part of it are timings. So that, uh, you know, I just did a relationship reading for a couple in Germany. And the timings now for each of them are major life changes. And they're at that stage in their life or that astrological cycle. And so I could tell them, you know, it can be stressful to go through all these changes together. Be kind to each other, be be respectful and know that uh, this too shall pass. But right now, use this as an opportunity to to grow, to uh, deal with what's coming up. Um, This is the timing for it, then it'll pass. And so... um, uh, I, you know, I trust that that will be helpful for them, uh, you know, in terms of that's just a, a tiny factoid about when I'm looking at the two together, because I'm also looking at timings and one is right in the middle of a midlife crisis and the other one feels tremendous uh, pressure. And so nobody's to blame. They're just in that cycle in their lives that everyone goes through and now it's them. And so giving it a bigger context can also help them and letting them know when the pressure will be off, which will be in actually just three or four months. Um, they, you know, it, it, you have more hope that way than thinking. Absolutely. You, know, you have hope and yeah. when you know relief is coming, you know, when you know um, that there is an end in sight, it definitely lets you breathe a little bit yeah. and be like, okay, like I can get through this. Look how far I've come in life already. I can make it through the next two months or four months or whatever it is and just have patience and breathe and relax and let it flow and not get exactly. stuck and bogged down. Yeah, exactly. So the other part of readings are timings, you know, and there was one reading I remember I did for um, a young child. He must've been about six years old. And he was going through a health crisis and I could see it in his chart. And so I could also let them know, you know, uh, it's all going to ease up and so on, like in October, so to speak. It's it's, it's not forever, but you need to really pay attention to this chart right now and they'll get through it and uh, they'll be fine. Well, I love this. This was such a delightful half hour, Eleanor. Thank you so much for joining us again on You Lost Me at Namaste. Um, So if people want to contact you, either to get a reading for themselves or their family or to buy it maybe as a gift, um, how is the best way to contact you? The best way would be through my email address. Perfect. I will put that in the show notes below so anybody can contact you who wants to. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm guessing, is it uh, every couple, like, do you usually get back to people within a couple of days? Is there a time they should expect to hear from you? Uh, within a week. Okay, that's good Dep- to know. See, I am. So say within a week, they'll definitely hear back from me. Okay, wonderful. All right, well, is there anything else you would like to share before we go? 
Well, really understand that we're all human and we're all interconnected. And so uh, as we heal ourselves, that energy uh, is available for healing others, you know. Amen. Um, a great way to end. Yeah. Yeah. We're all related. <laughs> it is so true. We're all part of this big collective. Um, well, that is it for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. Know that you're worthy. You're enough. You were born for a reason and the world needs your gifts. In fact, the universe needs your gifts. So keep going, everybody. Until next time, namaste. Namaste to you too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you. And until next time, namaste.